Stoppers. Stoppers. So we will be finding out if there's going to be punishment, pain, suffering, or enjoyment from the Chicago Bears in just a few short weeks because as of this recording, the first training camp practices have come and gone. The second week has come and gone. That means preseason football has started. We've had the Hall of Fame game. Hard Knocks has started. Welcome in to the Sports Cubicle with the Marvel Swan, Dan Marver, Devin Tingo, Paul Shavari. I'm Mike Mercado, and that is right. We have a date with Destiny as the Chicago Bears look to their first preseason game against the Tennessee Titans, the all-important preseason. And Devin, there is a lot of excitement about the Chicago Bears. There's a lot of questions about the Chicago Bears. There's a lot of uncertainty about the Chicago Bears. There's a lot of guesses going on about the Chicago Bears, and I'm excited to finally really start talking about football. It's been about the draft. It's been about free agents. It's been about guessing, but at this point, they are wearing pads. They are starting to crash into each other. We've had family nights already. Are you excited that we've gotten to August, knowing the sadness of summer kind of coming towards its end months, but then on the other end, Halloween candy and Chicago Bears football. Well, first off, that old SNL clip is like, who the heck really talks like that in Chicago? Come on, I guys. I mean, we could talk like that if we wanted to be about I'm the I'm going bears. to walk through that plexiglass and smack you. Nah, Bears. But I'm definitely, you know, the whole thing, it's like the Bears are actually, you know, it's going to be a nice sort of change of pace. This is probably going to be the first year in what, like almost, gosh, 10 years, maybe longer now, where the Packers aren't the team we have to worry about, unless Jordan Love pulls some miracle out of his ass, but... Honestly, I don't see him being the next Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, Bart Starr, etc. Got to worry about teams like Minnesota because I keep telling people Kirk Cousins is way better than people give him credit for. And Jared Goff definitely works in that Lions system here. So it's definitely nice to see the Bears are actually a team that for once, it doesn't seem like everyone wants to poo-poo on them just yet. They definitely seem like they have a fighting chance this year as opposed to, you know, many, many seasons in the past where it's, you know, I don't want to talk about that, but, you know, the last time there was hype from Chicago Bears fans was in uh, preseason week game two, and Mitchell Trubisky started his first ever official NFL game. And people are like, the Bears are going to win the Super Bowl. I'm like, let's calm down here. Where I think Fields is a much better athlete, and I'll say better quarterback than Mitchell Trubisky. No disrespect to young Mitchell over there. It's just going to be interesting to see what we got here because the Bears are out of the entire NFC North, unless you know Jordan Love surprises us. Justin Fields is a much different quarterback than all the other quarterbacks on these other three teams here. So, one, the Bears are just interesting to watch now. Two, if they're not making me nauseous, you know, blowing games at the last minute like they did so much last year, it'll be definitely something interesting to see here. And most importantly, I don't think the Packers are going to be good this year. They might only have four wins. So that's always something to celebrate. Yeah, I think there's a lot for Bears fans to have some optimism for. I think there's also expectations that either need to be checked or that need to be fluid throughout the entire season. This is the NFL. It can go either way. You know, there's going to be teams that were in first place and absolute steamrolling teams last year that end up in last place in their division and vice versa. There's a chance the Carolina Panthers are going to be a team that wins the NFC South, which would be bad for the Chicago Bears and that first round pick. Again, not there. You never go wrong with the first round pick, but Absolutely. that idea of we don't know. There's so many, uh, there's so much uncertainty, right? And you look around these, these divisions, I think why Bears fans and some national analysts are a little bullish on them is because of the prospects at quarterback and the weapons they brought around them. You all of a sudden went with a Aquinemia St. Brown to DJ Moore. 
Darnell Mooney goes from being a one to a two. You know, Chase Claypool, if healthy, is a big body. If Chase Claypool cares at all, you have a top-tier wide receiver that Pittsburgh thought was worth drafting as high as they did. Now, you could look back and be mad that they didn't get George Pickens, even more weapons for a young Justin Fields, but look at what they're doing and, and in between the tea leaves, right? Like the non-big, big signings that, they, that they've done. You obviously have Cole Komet, but then you bring in Robert Tunyon, which is a very interesting move because you give Cole Komet money, but then you're giving Justin Fields more weaponry. You got rid of David Montgomery, you're bringing back Khalil Herbert, but you drafted running backs. You've invested on the offensive line. You brought in Ngakwe over on the defensive end. You're a true pass rusher that every year in his NFL career has had over eight sacks. What are they telling you, the front offices? They're willing to put a team out there that might be competitive, that has a chance to be competitive. If this team was going to be as bad as they could be, look at a team like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They have weapons. But what are you doing when you have Kyle Trask and you have Baker Mayfield down there? How much are you actually trying to win? Just on that level, look at the the Las Vegas Raiders, Paulies. You don't know what they're doing with Josh Jacobs. They get rid of Darren Waller. Derek Carr is gone. And now you're relying on Jimmy G and that Devontae Adams is able to, to do something. When you see these moves, the team is telling you what they believe in, right? I think that's a big thing that has Bears fans optimistic, that has people bullish, then we start talking about the curve. If Justin Fields is 15% better, 20% better, heck, we don't even have to say 50, 60. If Justin Fields is 30% better than he was this past season, you're getting to Lamar Jackson MVP numbers. That should be giving any type of glee for Bears fans. This is also the NFL. Could go the other way. DJ Moore could have been a stud in Carolina, but just doesn't have the same chemistry with Justin Fields. It seems like reports are saying that's not the case, that they have a lot of chemistry over at Bears training camp. It's just training camp, though. We have to keep that in mind. I think that is why, if you're looking for, as a Bears fan, but also somebody who's always looking for the fantasy football edge, looking for that that betting edge. You can talk yourself into the Bears being an interesting competitive team. But let's talk about 10 wins, 11 wins. That's different. That's you're contending for a Super Bowl. I don't think the Bears are there yet. I don't think the Bears are ready to contend for a Super Bowl. I don't think Justin Fields is ready to contend for an MVP. There are people out there talking about that. Justin Fields is an MVP contention if you're looking at DraftKings for 20 to 1 odds, 17 to 1 odds, something that you can make money off of. We know who the MVP of the National Football League is. It's Patrick Mahomes. And it's till somebody has a crazy season, it's always put your money on Patrick Mahomes. Where do you think this MVP conversation is coming from? Because we haven't necessarily seen it on the field. We've seen glimpses of awesomeness from number one, QB1 on the field. But do you think it's a value thing? Do you think it's a projection thing? Do you think maybe it's a little bit of both? Definitely a little bit of both here. And of course, I listened, I listened to this uh, podcast about the NFL and it did talk about, you know, the favorites for MVP. And Justin Fields is kind of up there. You know, I don't know if he's in the top five, but his name definitely kind of circulates around in that sort of category here. And I know I've argued this, Mercado, I don't think Justin Fields is MVP, you know, level ready just yet. You kind of like to push back a little. And yes, you can make some big money if you bet big on Fields for MVP and a miracle is pulled off here. And again, I do, I 
Patrick Mahomes is the best, but I have a feeling it's going to start turning into the Michael Jordan thing where they start giving other people the MVP just so they don't give it to Mahomes every year. I mean, it's one of those interesting things where it's like, I definitely feel that Fields, try saying that 10 times fast, can really pull off a good season this year and kind of make himself one of those, you know, fun to watch guys that could, you know, maybe get some other award other than the MVP this year. I mean, there's plenty of awards that the NFL can go throw around there. But I don't think he's at the MVP level just yet because, as we all know, his passing game isn't the best. But now he's got a great weapon in DJ Moore here, and I'm glad you brought that chemistry here because as we kind of look back in the past, let's take a look at every uh, quarterback and their favorite weapon. Rex Grossman had Bernard Berrien. Jay Cutler had Brandon Marshall. Who did Mitchell Trubisky have as his favorites? Nobody. I'm not saying Mitch is a bad dude, but it's like if you can't get that kind of chemistry with your at least your favorite wide receiver – it's going to hurt you as a team overall here. So that's definitely one of those good things. I'm really pulling for Chase Claypool to be the big healthy guy back. It'll really work out. We all know Fields is starting. To, he also likes Cole Komet too a lot. So we're definitely going to see some interesting things here. If Fields can, you know, get his passing game to be as good as his run game and get on that Trevor Lawrence level, I definitely think he's got a good shot to, you know, at least be in the talks for MVP. Yeah, and I think when you're talking about – Justin Fields in particular, because this all comes down to Justin Fields. How many games you win, the development of the team, how we're, we're projecting them, the trajectory of the the Chicago Bears is about Justin Fields. And when they make moves like you're talking about extending Cole Komet, you're bringing in the DJ Moore, all the chemistry. But then they also make a surprising move. They bring in Mercedes Lewis. That's not a move that a team that thinks that they have that they don't have the guy at quarterback, they they because they've already got two tight ends on their roster. They got two professional. NFL tight ends with Cole Komet and Robert Tunyon. So to bring in Mercedes Lewis, whether it's just to block, to mentor, to just be another uh, a safety net for Justin Fields, it goes to show that they are making sure, and this is to Justin's uh, pro and a con, it's up to you now. We've given you all the weapons. Heck, you look at their offensive line from Braxton Jones, Tevin Jenkins, Cody Whitehair, Nate Davis, and Darnell Wright. It's a pretty good offensive line when you considered how bad the offensive line has been for the last few years. There are names there. There are bodies there that feel athletic, that feel like they're going to be able to move, they are going to be able to get to the second level when you're doing these type of plays that accentuate what Justin Fields does great. And I think for the Chicago Bears, more than anything, it's can you strike right now to find out if you have your quarterback, what his value is going to be, and what type of weaponry it takes to make him a great quarterback. Not every great quarterback is built the same. What makes Jalen Hurts great is different than what makes Josh Allen great, than what makes Joe Burrow great, than what makes Justin Herbert great. If you want to take Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence to that next level, you have to make sure that you're giving them all the things that accentuate that to spotlight all the greatness that they have. The Jacksonville Jaguars have done a great job with Calvin Ridley and with Christian Kirk and with Travis Etienne, Evan Ingram, and putting these guys around them with a decent offensive line or trying to build up that offensive line. With Trevor Lawrence and an actual head coach in Doug Peterson, all of a sudden you see what that team could do without the craziness they had with their old coach, Urban Meyer. When you have an actual foundation. That's what the Bears' vibes are. Matt Eberflus doesn't look like a goofball. Like we saw with some, like a Mark Trestman, for an example. Ugh. Ryan Poles has not hit on everything. But that looks like a professional, executive, general manager in an NFL team. He looks like somebody who learns from his mistakes and knows when it's time to do that. You're not going to hit on everything, but you're also building a culture. Seems like he does that. And Kevin Warren's a real business person who is now in charge of the entire operation. That is why it kind of feels like maybe for once, you might have a good player here there. The foundation the house is starting to be built. 
This is what's happening right now heading into the first preseason game. When this is actually on WCPT 820, the first game will have happened. Doesn't matter. Fields might play, probably won't. He'll probably only play the second game. Most of the starters will. That's the real game now. Remember the third preseason game mm-hmm. used to be the, the main one. Now it's the second one. But we want to know your thoughts about the Chicago Bears, how you think things are heading into the second, third week of training camp. Now we see preseason right around the corner. Games are being played. The Hall of Fame has happened. Hard Knocks is going on. Johnny Manziel has a documentary. QBs on the Netflix streaming app is is all over the place for football. But if that is the case, I want to have some fun really fast here on the Sports Cubicle with the Marvelous One, Dan Marver, Devin Tingle, Paul Shavari, myself, Mike Mercado. Follow us on Twitter at Sports Cubicle TV. Our SoundCloud, WCPT 820 AM. Check us out over at Heartland Radio Signal. And, of course, if you want to check us out on YouTube, we're at Sports From the Couch. Just search us at The Sports Cubicle. And here it is. You ready? Pretender contenders. We're going to do this really fast. Devin, you'll go first. Ready? Let's do it. Let's go to the AFC. Bills, pretender, contender. Contender. Dolphins. Pretender. Patriots. Pretender. Jets. Ooh, the addition of Aaron Rodgers. I'll say contender. AFC West. Broncos. Pretender. Chiefs. Definitely contender. Raiders. Oh, pretender this year. Chargers. I'll say wild card contender. AFC North. Ravens. Contender. Bengals. Also contender. Browns. Probably pretender. Steelers. Ooh, pretender. I, and that hurts me to say. AFC South, the Texans. Oh, pretenders. <laughs> the Colts. Pretenders. They didn't make that many big moves. The Jaguars. Contenders. The Titans. Pretenders. Let's roll to the NFC. The NFC East. The Cowboys. Uh, I'll say contenders. Giants. Pretenders. Eagles. Contenders. Commanders. Pretenders. <laughs> pretenders, contenders. The NFC West. Cardinals. Pretenders. Rams. I'll say pretenders again. 49ers. I'll say pretenders. Seahawks. I'll say contenders. NFC South, the Falcons. Pretenders. Panthers. Pretenders again. Saints. Pretenders. Buccaneers. I'll say pretenders. I'll say I hold that someone's going to win that's going to get knocked out right away. Finally, pretenders, contenders, the NFC North, the Detroit Lions. Contenders. The Green Bay Packers. Pretenders. The Minnesota Vikings. I think they'll be contenders. And the Chicago Bears. I hope they can be contenders. They might be wildcard contenders, though. And that was Devin Tingle's Pretenders Contenders heading into the first week of preseason games. Here's Mike Mercado's preseason Pretenders Contenders heading into preseason week one. The Bills, Contenders. The Dolphins, Contenders. The Patriots, Pretenders. The New York Jets. Welcome, Aaron Rodgers. You are now Contenders. The AFC West. The Denver Broncos bounce back. They are Contenders. The Chiefs are always Contenders. Sorry, Paulie. The Raiders are pretenders, and the Chargers are going to be contenders. The AFC North pretenders, contenders. The Ravens are contenders. The Bengals are contenders. The Browns are contenders, and the Steelers will be contenders. And in the lonely AFC South, you have the pretending Texans, the Colts who are pretenders, the Jaguars who are contenders, and the Titans who will become pretenders. Moving to the NFC pretenders, contenders. In the NFC East, you have the Cowboys who will be contending, the Giants who will come back to reality and be pretenders, the contending Philadelphia. Philadelphia Eagles and the pretending commanders. In the NFC West, it will be the struggling pretending Cardinals, the once again contending LA Rams, the contending 49ers, and the contending Seattle Seahawks. In the NFC South, it will be the contending Falcons, the contending Panthers, the contending Saints, and the pretending Buccaneers. And finally, in the NFC North, the pretenders and contenders. The Detroit Lions will be contenders. The Green Bay Packers will be pretenders. The Minnesota Vikings 
will be pretenders and the Chicago Bears will be contenders. Make sure you guys check us out all over the universe. We're on Twitter at Sports Cubicle TV. Check us out on YouTube over at the Sports Cubicle Sports from the Couch and wherever you get your favorite podcasts at Sports from the Couch. And of course, over at our SoundCloud at WCPT820. A huge shout out to our friends over at Sheets and Giggles. Feel good while you're getting some sleep as the NFL season approaches by visiting our friends at Sheets and Giggles using the promo code The Sports Cubicle Sports from the Couch. Check out our awesome merch for Lucha Dog. The book is coming soon, but you could be styling and vibing by checking us out over at luchadog.shop. We got more coming up next here on The Sports Cubicle with the Marvelous One, Dan Marber, Devin Tingo, Paul Shavari. I'm Mike Mercado.